Hi, I'm Nell McShane Wolfhart. I've spent over a decade helping people make big choices and improve their lives in the process. In my new Audible original, The Decision Coach, you'll get a front row seat to real-time decision-making. I coach people through the toughest choices they're facing, showing them how to get unstuck and move forward. Each session is filled with plenty of actionable, useful tips to help you get better at making decisions in your own life. Go to audible.com forward slash decisions to binge all six episodes and find more inspiring listens by signing up for a free trial. Again, that's audible.com forward slash decisions. Welcome to The Decision Coach. I'm Nell McShane Wolfhart, and in each episode, I help someone make a life-changing choice. Now, let's be very clear. I'm not a therapist. I'm just a regular person who happens to be very good at helping other people make decisions. So good, in fact, that I've turned it into a job. Over the last 10 years, I've helped hundreds of people choose where to live, what job to take, even whether to have a baby. And today, I'm coaching someone whose choice could stir up some serious family conflict. I don't want my mom to know. (laughs) I don't care what happens to me. I I mean, what happens, happens. But once once it gets back to her, I don't know what's going to happen. Meet Juanita. She's only 21, but she's already incredibly accomplished. She's made tough decisions before in her life. But this particular decision felt different and way more overwhelming than anything she'd had to figure out before. And I, I don't know what to do, whether to just drop out of school and just pursue life itself or to just keep, keep working hard, keep trying, and to go ahead and pass this school thing and try to figure life out. I am stuck. Juanita's decision, whether to finish her degree or drop out of college, wasn't just a matter of weighing pros and cons. There were other factors at work, too. I don't want to disappoint my mom. You know, she's the only adult in my life that I'm, like, really close to. And and she spent, you know, her time and effort putting into me for this school. So how did Juanita get here? I'm a military brat. I was raised in the military. She was. My biological father was. My brother's in the military. My uncle was in the military. No. I got to do what I want to do and what I need to do, how I'm going to do it. (laughs) Despite her family's track record of military service, Juanita made the decision to turn one particular passion into a career. It makes me so happy when, like, other people enjoy my food. Juanita absolutely loves to cook. It makes me feel like I'm spreading the love. I'm all about love and kindness and peace and all that good stuff. So if I can, if I can spread a little kindness, you know, make make a little happiness, do a little service. It makes me feel good. Since she didn't want to join the military, Juanita went with a choice she and her mom could agree on. A four-year degree in nutrition at Johnson & Wales College. In addition to grants and scholarships, she got money from the Veterans Administration, a benefit of her mother's service. And she got two jobs to support herself, working at a catering company and in an Italian restaurant. Juanita had big life goals. She wanted to run multiple businesses, to be financially independent, and to be able to support her family. 
especially my mom and give her stuff that she's never had and that she's really wanted and that she's not able to get. She's an 100% disabled veteran. So she's not able to have a job. She's not able to really to really do things like that for herself. Juanita was well on her way to achieving these dreams. But a couple of years into college, she was hit with some serious setbacks that made her question everything. It began with her school shutting down during the pandemic. Then Juanita contracted a particularly tough case of COVID. Within the first two weeks of having COVID, I at least dropped 35 pounds. I literally called my mom uh, while I was sick and I I was just like, I think I'm a go. Like I literally thought it was my time at one point. She couldn't go to work, could barely get out of bed. I lost both my jobs. I'm not making no income no more. So what, what am I to do? Um, and then uh, that's when the next school year came up. And my grades went from up to down. And I was, I was starting to cry all over again, wonder, like, why me? And just like, what is this? And getting in my own head. Juanita tried going to class. But COVID had turned into long COVID. To save myself, I ended up doing a medical withdrawal. It erases everything you did that year. But you do have to redo the classes that you already took. Juanita didn't feel like she had another option. But she didn't feel comfortable telling her mother either. She's proud of who I am already. You know, me doing what the heck I want. She told me she loves the way I live my life. But at the same time, especially with the school subject, I know she would be hurt and disappointed. So Juanita didn't tell her mom she'd taken a medical withdrawal from college. She stayed on campus that summer, working, seeing doctors, and getting her health back on track. Months went by, but finally Juanita was recovering. She re-enrolled in classes and felt more optimistic about the future. And, you know, I decide, okay, I want to go to the library. I want to go to Starbucks real quick, get me a, a quick snack, you know, a scone and a drink, and go to the library, and I want to do my homework. I start walking, and right before I get to the end of the crosswalk, the light changed to green. That's when I got hit by the car. The impact was along the whole left side of her body. She was knocked to the ground, disoriented, and shaken up. She ended up at the police station, then took an Uber to the hospital. She was afraid to call an ambulance because of how much it might cost. Juanita had to take weeks off to recover, and then couldn't pay her bills, including her tuition. Just those weeks of work that I missed decided whether I could pay for school or not. Financial services, they were straight up. They were just like, Juanita, at the end of the day, school is a business. Juanita had now suffered three big disruptions to her studies. First, the school's pandemic shutdown, then long COVID, and finally getting hit by a car. And it left her wondering, what is the universe trying to tell me? This is the third time this didn't happen. And every single time, it seems like I'm bouncing back for school. It seems like school is just not working out. 
out of money and still recovering from the car accident, Juanita started to feel hopeless. Staying in college felt impossible, but dropping out would mean the end of her college dream, not to mention her mom's. She had just one month to figure it out before the next semester started. What should she do? That's when she called me to help her decide. It it got to the point where I got dressed, got my book bag. I walked to the school. I looked at the building. I turned around because I was that nervous to walk in the building or in the classroom. I didn't, like, being around the school did not feel healthy to me. And it it was affecting my uh, mental and physical state. Juanita only had about a year left before she'd be finished with her four-year nutrition degree. But could she actually put in that time after the pandemic, long COVID, getting hit by the car? Not being able to even enter the classroom felt like a very normal reaction to all that trauma. And she was starting to think that she might not even want to be a nutritionist. She'd started a few side hustles and even gotten a job as a chef at the Ritz-Carlton, which seemed a lot more interesting to her as a potential career. Is it going to be easier for you to force yourself to class for another year or to have one conversation with your mom about not going back to college? <laughs> Neither. <laughs> I'm, I'm, being so, I'm being so serious. The last time I tried talking to my mom about what I wanted to do, we almost never talked to each other again. They'd had a huge fight, and it was weighing heavily on Juanita's mind as she thought about her college decision. If, if I try to speak... And it's the subject that makes me stressed or nervous. I'll, I'll start getting sharp pains. Migra- I already get migraines. I, like, I start physically aching. Like I start physically hurting as well, not just mentally. So it's very hard for me to communicate uh, things with her. Well, and also you have that experience of having tried to communicate with her about this subject before. And there was a very real possibility that you two weren't going to talk. And the thought of, right. of losing that is, is so scary. When Juanita first contacted me, I thought hers was a pretty straightforward decision to stay in college or to drop out. But once we got into our session, it turned out that she already knew what she wanted to do. There was just this huge obstacle preventing her from doing it. An obstacle she called mom. Remember that thing Juanita said earlier? Once it gets back to her, I don't know what's going to happen. I see this a lot. Other people's opinions about our decisions can put a very heavy thumb on the scale. And when it comes to making a choice a loved one, particularly a parent, will probably hate, things can get messy very fast. Juanita hadn't really been wrestling with the decision about college. She knew the answer. But she was wrestling with something else. Should she even tell her mom what she wanted to do? And if so, how? How do you make a decision that the people you most love will hate? This is taking it all the way back to, like, caveman days, right? There was Mm -hmm. danger in not being in community. You know what I mean? We could not fight the woolly mammoth or the saber-toothed tiger on our own. We needed the community for safety. And so that is still in us in present day. That's Courtney Leak, a therapist who helps people work on their relationship with their parents. I asked Courtney to give her perspective on Juanita's fears and why it's so hard to do something your family will think is a bad idea. 
And so if I think about doing things that are going to cost me my community, my brain really says, and you will not be safe. And in extreme cases, my brain said, and you'll die. You won't make it. You won't survive not being in the community. And so as a result, we tell ourselves that I have to do whatever is necessary. I have to create whatever version of myself allows me to stay in community. I've seen this before, like with an Orthodox Jewish couple who reached out to me years ago. They had lost their faith, but they knew that if they told their families, they'd be cast out. The emotional stakes couldn't have been higher. And it turned out that Courtney knows exactly what's on the line in these situations. I, too, come from a relationship where I am estranged from my mother. So I understand both sides. And what I know is that there's a cost to me if I constantly alter myself to be in relationship with people that cannot guarantee their connection if my decisions are different. And so at some point, I have to choose who I want to be. Because what I know is when I have transformed myself to fit into others' expectations, I have done so with resentment and eventually contempt that poisoned the relationship anyway. Courtney had a lot to say about expectations and how other people's expectations for us, particularly our parents, can so easily lead to disappointment. This reminded me of something Juanita had said about her mother. She's very smart. She is very smart. She was the top of her class. And that's another thing, you know, she always, it was always that comparison where she was actually the top of her class. So it was just like, okay, she put that high standard because I'm, I'm her daughter. Think about how often we do that. We decide who people are going to be in our lives and then we force them forward in that direction and then we are disappointed when they don't hold the expectations we created for them. We do that in intimate relationships, friendships, and most in parent-child and family relationships. I think that's going to resonate with a lot of people. But when we talk about a situation where someone's making a decision that they know that that is going to cause conflict, that it is going to cause hurt feelings, that maybe it is going to cause a rift in the family. Do you have any sort of suggestions for doing that gracefully? So I really encourage people to be kind. I encourage people to be succinct. Oftentimes we say too much and we're not giving people enough time to digest. I'm like, say one or two sentences and then pause let them take that in, maybe even ask a reflection question, what are you hearing me say? And then go into the next piece because you've been processing it for, you know, however long you've been processing it. This is new to them. And new information usually needs to be received slowly. So if you're thinking about making a decision that your loved ones will disagree with, consider Courtney's rules. Rule number one, keep it short. Rule number two, Give the listener time to digest. Don't rush them into a reaction. And if you're dealing with a parent-child disagreement, like Juanita, my go-to rule is adults inform, children explain. So if I am explaining my decision, if I'm I'm moving to Panama because I think it'll be better there and I don't like the cold and I really, really think it'll be a cool experience and my son will learn Spanish, I am not in my adult self which means I am not clear or secure in my choice. 
if I'm saying, hey, I've done some research and I've decided that Panama is going to be the best next step for my son and I, and we are going to make that transition on December 29th, 2022, I'm informing. And those two spaces really determine how the rest of that process and conversation are going to go. I love this approach. Courtney and her son really did move to Panama, by the way. So many people find themselves over-explaining a decision when they don't have to. When you need to have a tough conversation, remember Courtney's advice. Don't explain. State what you've decided. Also, if you're still making up your mind, there is no need to share every detail, or even any detail. Don't have the internal debates out loud. Your script is not, I'm thinking of doing this thing. It's, here's what I've decided to do. What we're really seeking is permission and validation and encouragement and the knowledge that I won't be X'd out of the community if I make this choice. That's what we really want from people. We say we want to hear their opinion. We want their advice. What we really want is to hear I see your choice, and you will still be a part of this tribe, this family, this community, if you make that choice. When it comes to making decisions our loved ones will disagree with, first of all, we have to get clear on what we want. I asked Juanita to create a list of her values, the things most important to her in her everyday life. Anything that has to do with my family and love, loyalty, you know, I, I'm big on family. No matter what's happening in life, family is the most important to me. Okay, great. And then next to that is just me. You know, my independence, my success, my growth. Overall, me. Writing down what's important to you is always very revealing. If you haven't tried this yet at home, give it a go. And you can probably see, just as I did, that right now Juanita's main two values, her family and her own independent, growth-filled, successful life, are in major conflict. Next, I asked her to tell me what her ideal future, her best possible life, would look like. She said her dream career would be a mashup of different jobs, side hustles, and businesses. In fact, she's already started doing some of these, including working as a chef and creating art for her followers on TikTok, a project that has nothing to do with food. I have about 14K uh, followers now. Oh my God, really? Yeah, it was, it's, it's actually working out. In her future life, Juanita is a successful businesswoman. She's making money doing what she loves. She has a multi-pronged career that's not dependent on one job or company. She's in charge, pursuing what she wants with multiple income streams. This is, by the way, something that I see way more with Gen Z clients than I do with older ones, and I love it. Future Juanita also has two kids, and she's taking care of her family. So let me ask you a very practical question, which is, would finishing your nutrition degree help you achieve these goals faster? Huh, that is a really good question. You know, so without, let's say I'll go to school and let's say I get my nutrition degree. Wow, that'll put me in a position where I can start helping people in that aspect. 
but that aspect only. Most of my time will go to nutrition and that will actually take away time from my side hustles and from other things that I love to do. People with salary jobs, salary careers, they they get into that systemic role. I'm all about being outside the system. I don't want to be in it. When we got deeper into Juanita's plans for the future, it turned out that she was not actually dreaming of becoming a nutritionist. Choosing that major had made sense at the time because there was a clear career attached to it. But the past few years had showed her what it was that she actually loved doing. College felt less and less relevant, and finishing her degree would be financially stressful. What she had learned from the experience was that she loved cooking in a professional kitchen and being out in the real world. This is something I encourage every single one of my clients to do, by the way. Test things out. The way we make good decisions is not by sitting at home and wondering if we're going to like something. It's by trying the thing. Then we have real data, something we can use to make an informed decision. Juanita had already tried building a multi-hyphenate career, a combination of chef jobs and side gigs, and she liked it. So overall, when it comes to the nutrition thing, no. Just just no. I, I, need, I need to do that at a different time. This is important. Juanita can always go back and finish her nutrition degree if she really wants to. And this applies to almost any decision you might make. It's reversible. You can sell a house. You can go back to school. You can move back to your hometown. It might take time and money, but a decision is not a life sentence. And that's a good thing. It takes the pressure off when you know that you can always change your mind. I at least would love to have my culinary degree. It only requires three classes. Even if it's not this semester, let's say it's during the summer or something, or next fall semester, you know, have a year to get myself right, take three classes, get an associate's degree. That's, I'm satisfied. When Juanita mentioned the associate's degree, something clicked in my brain. People often present what they think is a binary decision, but when we start looking at the big picture, we find a third option that actually works better. If you're caught between two choices right now, I'm going to suggest you zoom out a bit and think about other options. Is there something you haven't considered before that might turn out to be the best solution? So I was on board with Juanita's idea for getting an associate's degree, but I wanted to make sure she could actually get it done. That sounds like a great compromise, but when we talk about like actually going through that process and you know, dealing with the administration to to arrange for those three classes and then like getting yourself to the class and doing the work, like, is that realistically something you can see yourself doing or does it seem just overwhelming right now? I can't, I think I can breathe and tell myself, hey, you got this. It's three classes. I've done way more than that in a semester. In order for Juanita to make the change, she'd need to finalize things with the school ASAP. But remember, Juanita gets help with her tuition through her mom's VA benefits. So she'd have to have a conversation with her mom even sooner. Juanita was terrified her mother would take this as a betrayal. But I reminded her that getting an associate's degree rather than a four-year degree was not actually a violation of the love she had for her mom. And I pointed out that she couldn't do everything at once. Supporting your family and pursuing what you want, those two things don't have to happen at the same time. Right. That, like... You can do what you need to do right now 
with the long-term goal of supporting your family and helping them achieve success and all of those things. And even if it's something that, like, your mother, it's going to make your mother temporarily unhappy, like, okay, this is a season in which you need to do what you need to do. And then another season will come in which, like, you take that, you know, the person you've become and the success you've achieved and you turn it towards your family. Right. I agree. Yeah. So how do you feel right now? It feels liberating. I feel like uh, I can see a more clear picture of how I want to go about things and how I am going to go about things. I'm going to I'm going to do it. It was time for Juanita to tell her mother she wouldn't be finishing her four year degree. I'll be very excited to hear how things turn out. Thank you so much. In my conversation with Courtney, the therapist, I asked for one final piece of advice on difficult conversations. I think it's really important to not have the conversation by yourself. A lot of times when I'm working with clients, I'll say, well, have you said this to your mom or have you said this to your grandfather? And they're like, oh, I know what they're going to say. And this is what they're going to say. And I'm like, how do you know that? You are having both sides of the conversation by yourself. So I think we really want to give people the opportunity to show us who they are. Now, that may result in some hurt, that may result in some sadness and some grief, but it can also result in transformation and, you know, a shift in perspective. Because the thing about family that does tend to be the foundation is love. You know, as a mom, I really think about, you know, I don't know a version of my son that I wouldn't love. A few months after I coached Juanita, I was wondering how her talk with her mother had gone and whether she'd managed to stick with the decision we'd come to. So we scheduled another call. Just give me the the highlights of what life looks like at the moment. So at the moment, um, I'm actually, I just got the keys to my new apartment and getting all settled. You know, I'm going from roommates to finally being completely independent. I asked her about work. Turns out she was acing her chef job at the Ritz-Carlton and was in line for a promotion. So, like, I got a little, you know, internal award. When you said internal award, that just made me think, like, oh, it's an award she gave herself. Like, it came from inside (laughs) her. And I was like, that's great. We should all be giving ourselves internal awards. And we finally talked about school. I do plan on seeing the rest of this year out as long as, you know, the financial stuff goes smoothly. Right, which is always the most stressful part. But you decided to to switch to an associate's degree, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, great. I see a lot of looks being exchanged behind the two of you. (laughs) Paula, you want to jump in here? I would love to hear what you think of this right now. Paula, by the way, is Juanita's mom. We asked her if she'd considered joining us for this follow-up conversation, and she said yes. They, they act like they break in some kind of news to me, like, Mommy, um, I just invented the next nuclear bomb. Like, they, it's so much buildup and drama. Oh, my goodness. Finally, it was time to ask, how did that talk with Paula go? Yeah, I mean, I wasn't panicking, but I was for sure nervous. Because like you said, I do care about your opinion, even if I don't seem like, if I, like, oh, no, like, I'm chill. Like, I'm going to do what I want anyway. I still, like, really care. But she did it. She took a deep breath and had the conversation. That was like a stand-up-for-myself 
kind of moment, which after we got past that, I feel like that opened up the door for our communication yeah, a little one more. One of the probably the interest that I could handle her making her own choices like that, and it's something that went against what we probably had initially, you know, discussed or thought or, you know, trying to follow the traditional rubric of American life, you know, go to school, you graduate, marry, have right. you know. It's a trap. Yeah. <laughs> yes. it, it, can, it can, and it can be a trap, Juanita, if that's not what feels true to you. As I watched Paula and Juanita talk to me and each other about this decision, I was touched. They clearly loved each other, could joke around. There was a level of connection that was really heartwarming. I think I just didn't want her to fall into a situation where she couldn't support herself. It had turned out that the big fight that Juanita had feared, the potential estrangement, that wasn't happening. Remember that thing Courtney said earlier about not having the conversation by yourself? That was true here. Paula's reaction was not what Juanita had expected. This happens more often than you might think. If you're dreading telling someone about a choice you've made, think about Juanita's experience. Perhaps there's an opportunity to give someone the chance to support your decision. Do you feel like your relationship is is different now? I feel like it's stronger. Yeah. Like, I feel like I we've always Juanita. had a strong relationship. And even even in times where she didn't understand, like where she thought things were bad, I was I I didn't know how to reassure her that it wasn't bad. Like I'm still fully, like, I love you still. I'm still I still want to be fully here for you. Right. You know I have dreams to to that I want to become reality. You know do good for myself enough to where I can take care of her one day. At this point, Paula was tearing up, and she and Juanita were smiling at each other. Juanita had made her choice, and Paula could see could really see how it was the right thing for her. And it turned out, this had even sparked a big decision of her own. Not long after their conversation, Paula packed up her house, loaded up her truck, and moved from North Carolina to El Paso, Texas. Now she helps take care of Juanita's 10-month-old nephew and is reveling in being a hands-on grandmother. That decision, that move, that sudden burst of bravery, she says Juanita was her inspiration. We look up to Juanita more than she realizes. I learned from her to just give myself a chance to, I'm telling her to do something that I haven't even been able to do for myself. So seeing her do it, it helped me. And yeah, I look up to her. Yeah, I'm gonna be a safety net for you always, baby. Thank you, mommy. <laughs> Coming up on The Decision Coach. My husband made me feel crazy about it. Oh, everything would be great if we if we had sex. That's the one thing. It's not a big deal. Well, it is a big deal. Why are we together then? When is it time to leave a marriage? That's next. 